What's going on, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the podcast today. I hope everybody's safe. I hope everybody is uh, still bunkered down, and I hope that nobody that listens to this podcast is one of those people that's out in the streets protesting the virus. Those people are uh, those people are horrible, horrible, terrible, terribly stupid people that think this is like a hoax or, or you know that that the the economy is more but like i feel your pain i feel your pain if you're not working and you can't afford not to work like i that i would understand to feed your family is one thing but just these people that are like having a uh we are not we are not submitting to this anymore we are we are refusing to lock down we're fighting the power like acting like you're you're fighting something like civil, like you're in the civil rights movement or something like just, I mean, you're not, you're, you're idiots. You're not doing anything worthwhile except looking stupid. Yeah. I understand if you can't pay your bills, but if you're just like rebelling because you think that the virus isn't as serious as it is, that's like a dangerous thing to do, man. You know what I mean? Cause what if you're wrong? Like, that's an arrogant, I think that's really an arrogant thing. It might not be as bad as what we're being told. You know, there are a lot of unknowns. And when there are a lot of unknowns, you know, it's kind of arrogant to be, it's kind of arrogant to be like, well, I don't think it's nothing based on what I've seen on the television. I don't think it's nothing. Well, there's a lot of unknown stuff. You know what I mean? There's a lot of unknown variables in this whole thing. So if you're wrong, you could kill somebody. You know, so that's kind of a tricky thing to play with. Yeah. So I don't think I, I think that the caliber of individual that enjoys the Glenn Thinks Stuff podcast would have more sense than to behave in those type of stupid ways. <laughs> but I mean, not to be negative. And that's why that's all everybody's talking about. So today, actually, I just had to I just had to say that up front, you know, and I'm no I don't, I'm no expert. But I'm smart enough to know, and I've lived long enough to know that everything's not all about me and what I want all the time. You know, life doesn't always give you what you want. You know, you need to you need to play the hand that you're dealt the best that you can. You know, and, and not be a jerk. That's that's like don't don't do stuff if it could potentially cause harm to someone. If they, I mean, you can't, you can't say, you know, there's, there's not even any doubt in my mind that this is nothing. You know, everybody, there's a little bit of like, who knows what's really going on because none of us have ever experienced it, you know, but this mob mentality that seems to be going, you know, we're just stir crazy. We need to get out here and get everything going again. Calm down. Just calm down yourself. That's all I'm saying. So that's all I'm going to say about it. And then I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on to some good stuff. Let me, let me leave the intro. Let me tell you one thing that I heard about in the news this week. And it really made me happy. Now, sometimes, you know how stuff will make you laugh, but it's at the expense of others. You know, it's just one of those stories where somebody suffered and it's just the most hilarious thing, right? So I actually pulled... The news article before I started the podcast today because uh because I didn't have it prepared but I pulled the news article and it's this this is what happened this is the this is the title of the news article I think this yeah this is the New York Post right panicked man accidentally ejects himself from fighter jet at 2,500 feet 
right? <laughs> and there's actually a paper, there, or a picture in the paper, there's a picture of the guy coming down, you know, after he ejected himself, right? This I'm just going to blow through this real quick. It's great. A man became so panicked during a joyride on a fighter jet that he accidentally ejected himself at 2,500 feet in the air and survived, according to a report. A newly released investigation said the 64-year-old Frenchman was gifted the March 20th, 2019 flight by his colleagues, even though he'd never expressed any desire for such an experience. That's kind of a weird gift, man. And his colleagues, that's like, if it's your colleagues, isn't that like people you work with, right? It's not his family. A 64-year-old man got like a ride on a jet. That's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird gift to give somebody. You know what I mean? The man who was not identified in the investigation report released by the French government was so nervous before the flight that his heart was in full tachycardia. Tachycardia. I could just make, I don't know. I could make up a word, but I don't even know what that even says. With beach ranging from 136 to 142, data from his watch show. He nevertheless went through with the flight, which took off from St. Dizier. I should have proofread this before I just started reading it. <laughs> There's a lot of words. There's a lot of words I don't know in this dude. Well, anyway, it's an air base in northeastern France. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. But when the jet of French Air Force Dassault Raphael B, which can reach maximum speeds of 870 miles per hour, hit 2,500 feet in the air, then abruptly started climbing further, the man was so scared that he went to grab for something and accidentally pressed the eject button. <laughs> According to the report, he shot into the air and glided with the parachute before hitting the ground in a tumble near the German border. According to the report, blah, 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 blah. Isn't that a bad day now if you think you're having a bad can you imagine all right you're you're riding in this jet that you don't maybe his boss gave it to him that's it says his colleagues maybe it was like his boss or higher ups in his company he's 64 you know i don't know how long people work in over there but i mean he's not far off from probably retirement and maybe it's like higher ups or people that he couldn't be like, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a wimp. I can't, I can't handle that, you know. And so he took it and he went up, even though he didn't really want to go up. And then he was so tore up. His nerves were tore up from the floor up, man. And he was so nervous that he reached for something and accidentally hit an eject button. Could you, Im <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine the feeling of being shot into the air out of a jet? when you're not expecting it you know it's one thing to be strapped in like a like a roller coaster and you get to the top and some of those roller coasters will have that pause or you know they'll just stop and then just take off you know but you know you're on a ride you know what's coming you know and it still freaks you out and gives you an adrenaline rush can you imagine being shot out of a out of a jet can you imagine the pilot or the people on the ground being like whoa that just made me really happy you know I, I feel bad for the dude you know because he's 64 years old and i feel bad for him but i think he's all right you know i hope he's all right it was worth i mean it was worth it just to make just to make just to make me laugh you being tore up was worth it buddy but um I have some stuff to talk about on the podcast today. I've been thanking all kind of thanks this week. But uh, let's get into it, people. Yeah.
So I finally found some hand soap this week, right? Like antibacterial hand soap and that kind of stuff like toilet paper, hand soap, hand sanitizer. Like that's kind of hard to come by right now and not to hoard it. But like I was running like I needed a refill for the for the hand soap. And so I finally found it. And when I came across it in the store, I've, there were two bottles on the shelf, like two small bottles of it. And so I picked up both those bottles and then I looked down and there was like a big, I don't know, maybe 64 ounces or something like a big refill bottle that you refill your smaller bottles with. So I picked that up. So I was standing there with the three of them in my hands and I was like, man, I feel bad. You know, like I feel bad. I can't buy these up. I'm like, when will I see these again somewhere? And so I have to, you know, I can't get all of these. So I put the two smaller ones back and I just got the bigger refill. Right. And when I left, I was like, I really hate that part about me to where I can't disregard other people, <laughs> you know, like I can't just not care or not think about the old person that comes in the store and, you know, they don't have any and, you know, or they couldn't afford to get any on their fixed income, social security, whatever, couldn't afford any extra. So, you know, they're going without and they need it. Like I, I, I hate the part about me, just being honest, I hate the part about me that is like that. <laughs> and that sounds terrible. That sounds so bad. But I'm saying it out loud, you know, I'm being honest. I didn't get all of the soaps. I put two of them back, you know, and I think that, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of things that people just aren't honest about, like thoughts that we have uh, that we're just not honest about. I think that, I think that there are those things that kind of linger in the darkness you know, of our personalities, you know, or the thoughts that we have that we would never admit. And that's just like something that, that is that, you know, I would never like, of course, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm taking everything for myself and screw everybody because that's no kind of way to be. But if I'm honest, sometimes it's inconvenient to be that way because now you have like one bottle and you know it's like halfway gone after I fill up the soaps around the house so it's like halfway gone so if I had those other bottles I wouldn't have to worry about it for a while and so I kind of wish that I was kind of a jerk <laughs> if that makes any sense at all and you kind of you can judge me all that you want you know you can judge me all that you want because I have a theory this is something that I thought about this week like I have a theory that most people are terrible people they just don't act like it. Like we all just don't act like there's terrible people that act like terrible people. But then there are, you know, good people that that have terrible people thoughts that just keep acting like good people. Right. And this is why I think that this is this. This is a theory that I have. Right. So there's like my favorite. I love Dexter. I love the show Dexter off Showtime. And and. I also really like that show Sons of Anarchy, right? About the motorcycle club. And uh and I was thinking about how the people in these shows 
are terrible people. Dexter is a serial killer. He's a terrible person. You can justify it by being like, well, he had the code, Glenn, and he only killed people who deserve to die that slipped through the cracks, who slipped through the, you know, the criminal justice system. And uh, he only killed the bad people. He was crazy. He murdered people. Dexter was like one of the most selfish people because he had like a wife and kids well, a kid and, and stepkids and, and, you know, he was murdering people to get off. Like it got him off somehow, you know, and sons of anarchy. Like if you haven't seen that by now, spoiler alert, but I mean like Jack's Taylor ended up shooting his mom, you know, just the, the terrible lifestyle and, and, you know, those dudes, you could just get a job. Well, that's all they know, Glenn. And you kind of take up for these people, you know, and you're kind of rooting for these people. You don't want Dexter to get caught. You want you, the, the guys from Sons of Anarchy to get away with everything. If one of them dies, you're upset. Like, oh, a horrible person died. And, and I was thinking about this weekend. I was thinking about, like, I think that if you were really really a good i think that those shows appeal to the sides of us that we don't want to admit that we have if that makes any sense and this is just a theory don't get all <laughs> this is just this is just my thought process i think that those kind of shows and even movies like that where you're cheering for the bad guy like breaking bad like walter white and jesse pinkman jesse was a meth head man a meth head you know, Walter White was cooking meth. You didn't want, you wanted them to keep going in that show. And you could be like, well, Glenn, it's just a show. It's just entertainment. Well, like, if you think about, like, your sweet little old grandma, you know, there's a reason that she wouldn't like Dexter and would be like, oh, my Lord, what is he doing? Because little old sweet grandma doesn't have thoughts like we have and is really a good person is a good person on the inside right and she doesn't walk and you know just when she picks up one soap at the store she's not thinking ah i hate the part of me that's not buying them all right now you know like that that can't get them all like she doesn't even have the thought process and have to walk through like there's a thought process that i have to walk through to be a good person you know, and that's kind of troublesome, but not really. It should be troublesome. It should, it should, it should bother me, but I mean, I can walk myself through it. You know, I can walk myself through it and I do my little, I do this mental, you know, I, I mentally say the things that I need to say to myself to make me act like I'm better than what I really am. Right. Because I, I thought about it and I was like, if, if, if Dexter and Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad, shows like that, I wouldn't like if I was really deep down to my core a good person. That is like the, the, that appeals to like the dark side of you. The dark side of us likes that kind of stuff, you know? And, and we're just, I don't know. That's like the, that's like the, that's like the sign, man. That's like the test. If you like that kind of stuff, you're like, because there's a lot of stuff that we don't admit. There's a lot of stuff that we don't even talk about ever. We don't even talk about a lot of stuff. Like when you're going TT, if you shiver at the end, like the TT shiver at the end of the TT, when nobody talks about that, there's a lot of stuff in life that people just don't talk about. 
you know. But I thought that I would bring it out today because I thought about it. I mean, I thought I did the right thing. I'm not tooting my own horn. If anything, I'm admitting stuff that's not, it's not, it's not very, it's unflattering, unbecoming stuff about myself, you know. But I think that I'm not the only one, you know. I'm not the only one like that. I think that a lot of people that listen to my podcast are probably like that too. But it's weird. It's weird how <laughs> it's like, well, I come to the I came to the realization this week that I'm not what it boils down to, right? To to get down to the brass tacks. What it boils down to is I'm not the good person that I think that I really am deep down. I I act like I am. I act like I am. If I was really that good of a person, I wouldn't have the thoughts that I would have. Like, I want all this for myself. I hate the part of me to put that back for others. I hate that part, you know? But, I mean, it's all good. It's not a big deal. It's just, it's just, it's just something to think about yourself, you know? And if if you're really, like, I would say I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but I think that if you're the same as me and you come to the realization, like, I really didn't feel bad. I don't feel bad, you know, because I'm not a great person, you know? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Anyways, moving right along. Tylenol PM, right? Tylenol PM, do you have a hobby? right? Tylenol PM is my hobby, right? And I just found out about it because I was having trouble sleeping. I was having trouble sleeping uh, before all this mess started. And I'm sleeping a little bit better now. And uh, But it got to the point where I would only get a few hours of sleep a night. And it just, I had so much going on. I couldn't, like, I could not sleep. And so I, I tried Tylenol PM, you know, because I have aches and pains. And uh, because I am a senior citizen and uh, I have aches and pains from all the good that I do, like just Glenn, Glenny do good. That's what all the good that helping people and and all that is why I have. <laughs> that's not it's not. It's not. But anyway, so I started taking uh, Tylenol PM to sleep at night. Well, um, and it started to work and I love it. And I actually like I look forward to, to it because I was like, you know, when I lay down at night, I know that I can go to sleep. I know that it won't take long for me to get to sleep. And uh, and then I read this week that constant use ups your chances at getting dementia. It's like it ups at 54 percent. Right. <laughs> everything that's good is bad. If you think about it, everything Everything that that is good in life, that is enjoyable in life, that tastes good in life, that feels good in life, that's good in life is bad for you in some way, if you think about it. And all the stuff that drags this charade, this pointless charade out longer is is nasty and that's not fun to do, right? Like what? Like exercise? Like uh like eating kale and stuff like that i don't know eating healthy healthy stuff isn't fun to eat man exercise is not like i said this week like the seven deadly sins you hear a lot of podcasts where they talk about and the hosts like deal with the seven deadly sins except for sloth and gluttony which are two of the best (laughs) deadly sins out of all of them right like sin like the deadly sins like sloth and gluttony like being lazy and eating good things or 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 I guess you can be a glutton. I guess there's different parts of your life where you can just like let yourself loose. You know, let yourself like turn it, open the floodgates. You know, those sloth and gluttony are and that there's a reason that the stuff is called seven deadly sins. You know, 
Why is all the good stuff bad? That's all I want to know. I finally found something. You know, and it's just not, it's not, I'm not like, man, I'm taking ecstasy every night. You know? And I'm not like, like drinking and, and, and taking, uh, Valium or anything like that to sleep. I finally found something legit. I'm like, this works, man. I can sleep. I can have a good night's sleep and be rested in the morning. And then I read that that well, you might lose your mind, you know. And then when I first read that, I was like, I was, <laughs> I was like, well, if you lose your mind, do you really know that you're losing your mind? You know, because when I lose my train of thought now and I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, it doesn't really matter. What I'm saying really doesn't. Whatever it is really isn't that important. It's not changing the world. I'm just saying some words to a person on a day. And there's a lot of people that say things to people, you know. So what I'm saying is not that relevant. It's, I mean, it's not that important. It's not it's not going to save your life. You know, it's not it's not going to save your life unless you're standing near a cobra. And I'm saying, get away from, I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> you know, but I don't see that scenario happening. So it was really not a big deal. But then I thought, man, if I got dementia and I contributed to that, then the people that would have to take care of me, that would be a bummer for them. You know, like my kids, when they got older, that would be a bummer. You know, if dad, dad got dementia because he took Tylenol PM every godforsaken day of his life, you know. And so I started feeling bad about that. And I was like, man, there's that part of me again, being considerate of others. You know, and it's not my favorite part of myself. My favorite part of myself is the one that will eat an oatmeal cream pie in the middle of the night. You know, that will just wake up be like, well, if I can't sleep, I'm going to eat oatmeal cream pie. It's trying to minimize. I guess that's what life kind of is. You know, you trade one thing for another and you just try to minimize the damage along the way because we're all going to die. So there's that. <laughs> but I mean, I finally, it was, it was just kind of a bummer, man, because I finally found a hobby and, uh, and I was just like, dang it, dang it, man. But I don't know. That's all I really have. Let's see. What else do I have? Found hand soap and hate the good parts of me. Let's see. Dexter, he's evil. Private thoughts. The guy in the jet. And Tylenol PM is my hobby. Yeah, I think that's about all that I have today. So, so long. Farewell. I need her saying goodbye. Adieu. Adieu to you and you and you. <laughs> Remember that off Sound of Music? Man, you know those kids. What, what, I, you know that they grow up to be drug addicts, some of them. We found the oldest Friedrich in an opium den in Austria. Do they have opium? I don't know. When I think of old timey drug addicts, you just think of like opium dens. That's what people did, opium dens. That's what Johnny Depp did in that From Hell with Heather Graham, the Jack the Ripper movie. I think he smoked opium. I don't know. But man, isn't that horrible? Like the Von Trapp kids. The Von Trapp, like the sound of music, when she first got, like, man, I hate that so bad. I grew up on this stuff, man, right? So when she comes out and she's like, the hills are alive with the sound of music. It's like, are you on acid? No, they're not. It's just, you've, 
what what are you so I'll tell you what she's so happy about. Actually, it does make sense. She wasn't married, right? She wasn't married. She wasn't married and she had a good life. And then she went and met all them kids and she's like, a doe, a deer, a female deer. Like, uh, and all those kids would line up and sing. And then the words mom, what happened to mom? They might be like, mom died. Mom probably ran off with a Nazi is what happened. Because wasn't that during Nazi times? And then, you know, she had to marry that, that guy in private, the mean dad. And then like, uh, and then they're all singing like, so long, farewell, all weeders, thank goodbye. I'll tell you what, like I grew up exactly. Let me tell you about the way I grew up, right? I was, this is something that I was thinking about and actually talking about this week with my family. Like we were like the reject Von Trapp kids, right? We got taken, we got taken on tour locally like i was raised i was and i've talked about how i was raised in a pastor's house before like in a preacher's house in a in a preacher the son of clergy is what i am and uh like i have no shame from where i that's where i came from man that's my life that's who i am that's what shaped me and made me the great man that you listen to today so but anyway so my parents are, were like grandparents when we were young and this was like uh this was like the 80s pretty much is the time period that i'm talking about like my parents were kind of do you know how you meet people and and you're like they're like a young old guy or they're like that person sometimes i'll see a kid and i'll be like that kid will make a better old man then he makes a kid like he was born to be an old man. And some people call it he has an old child or there's different. I mean, there's different ways that people express what I'm talking about or that the, 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 there's different ways that people describe what I'm talking about. Right. But my parents were like old school. They were like super old school. So if it was like the 1980s, we were kind of raised like it was the 1940s, maybe 50s, maybe. So like they would take us to this like nursing homes and to old people's place and they would line us up, right? They would line us up and make us sing to these old people. And you know, the old people, that's probably something that they did back in the day because they didn't have TV or they'd gather around the radio or they'd gather around the piano or they would sing like, like back in the day, you hear, like, even Johnny Cash, when he was coming up, he would talk about singing. He would sing hymns and all kind of stuff, you know, but just because they had nothing else to do, you know. But and and so I guess that I can, I guess that my parents were like, well, you know, we're taking these. We're going to take our children and line them up and we'd tell go to these places that smelled weird. And that's what I remember. And we would sing all these songs and we weren't like good singing kids. You know, we were just run of the mill kids. We weren't, we weren't nothing fancy like the Von. We were like the, we were like the local band Von Trapp, like the Von Trapp cover band. That's not very good. And there were only four of us, you know. And so we would sing. And I mean, the people were, the people were like old and I guess feeble that would listen to us. So maybe they didn't know that we sucked, you know. And when people would walk by, they'd probably be like, "Oh, look at the nice children and they're singing," you know. And 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 we gave off the impression. I guess that we were good, that we were better than what we are. Maybe some of my siblings were like, you know, this is awesome, you know, but I was like, man, wow, I don't want to sing all, all these songs right now to all these people. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird being taken somewhere and be like, okay, sing now. And you're not really that good at it. You know, but I think that it did boost our confidence a little bit. Maybe, maybe that gave me 
some of the confidence that I have now that's like miss, I don't know. It's not misplaced. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like confidence that I shouldn't have that I do have. Maybe the reason that I'm able to do this podcast today is because I went on tour in nursing homes like I was a little, I was an eight-year-old carny, you know, and I was singing you know, all, the, all these songs in the to, the to the old people, to the senior citizens, you know, and that just goes back. That just goes back to that just goes back to uh, to my point that I really am not that great of a person. But I've did like I've been I've I've did my part. Right. I was singing to people that like a lot of people can't say that. A lot of people can't say, you know, I toured around, you know, Christmas caroling, even Christmas caroling to all the people that couldn't get out that were that were like disabled or, or so old they couldn't leave. Like, you you know, if, if, if you can imagine saying that to your kids now, can you imagine? Can you imagine being like, OK, we're going Christmas. <laughs> we're going Christmas caroling to a bunch of people you don't know. <laughs> Uh, but those old musicals, yeah, like another one, like the Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Way Up High. You know when she says, that's where you'll find, she's like, uh, what what she say? Something about that's where you'll find me, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Like, that's something that I never understood either. Like, some, I remember, I remember seeing these things, maybe not when I was real young, but when the sarcasm started to develop inside of my body, like when, when I started to come out of my, of my innocence, the innocence of childhood. And I, and I came into maybe the sarcasm of being a preteen or, you know, the no, I'm a know-it-all now, you know, and, and, and what's her name off of, uh, not Haley Mills, what's her name, not Jennifer, whatever her name is, Dorothy off of the Wizard of Oz where she's like somewhere over the rainbow, that's where you'll find me, blah, blah, blah. Like, why can't you just walk over to the other side of the rain? Like, it's not, where, that doesn't even make sense. That's a stupid song. Like, do you know how when you're running your sprinkler in your yard and you see a rainbow, you can walk to the other side of the rainbow. Like, you can just walk to the other side of the rainbow. So it's kind of a dumb song. And if you see a rainbow in the sky, you can just, like, drive your car to the other side of it. I think that that song, like, I would understand that song better if, if because it's kind of when she was, like, singing it, it's kind of like a... It's kind of like not a fantasy, but that's what my my dream is, you know. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high. That like if a guy with no legs was was you know singing that song, you know, just sitting there with no legs, I would be like that makes sense, you know. Or if a guy came out on American Idol or you know America's Got Talent or one of these stupid shows that everyone watches. Uh, and he like wheeled out in a wheelchair and he was like, this is a song that I wrote. It's called Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That's where you'll find me. I mean, it was, it's, it wouldn't make total sense to me. I'd be like, all right, I kind of feel bad, you know, but I get it. You know, it's like, kind of like over there. I wrote a song called Over There because I, my dream is to be over there, but I don't got no legs. So I can't even be over there, man. Then I would understand it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like about the Wizard of Oz. Like, do you know the the whole uh, the whole thing about the the Munchkin that hung himself on the set, and they didn't catch it, and it's in the movie, and then they took it out of the newer version, and then Snopes is like, 
Snopes is like, that isn't true. That isn't a munchkin that hung himself on the set of The Wizard of Oz. You know, who says? Who says? Was Snopes there? I'm getting kind of sick. And I said this in another podcast. I'm getting kind of tired of Snopes acting like they know everything because... Like, were you there, Snopes? You know, and of course, MGM or whoever made the movie, The Wizard of Oz, would be like, uh, the, no, there was no dead munchkin. What on earth are you talking about? But, you know, I like to believe that there is. It makes, it not, not that I'm happy about a munchkin killing themselves. Man, that came out wrong. I'm just like weird stuff like that, like weird trivia like that. If you're going to hang yourself, and you're on the set, like a fancy set of The Wizard of Oz, like, if that was in the movie, that's just, I don't know. That's like the, the that's kind of weird, man. It's kind of like the dark side of the moon from the third line's roar if you play it in sync on The Wizard of Oz. Like, weird stuff like that I like. Like, let me believe it. Don't try to prove it wrong. That's why I don't like, I, I mean, before the internet, I think conspiracy theories travel by word of mouth. And I think that I would have liked that world better than the world we're in now, where people can just, like, prove you wrong. I don't know. They can prove you wrong instantly. Like, I don't want to know the truth about everything. I really don't. Like, I think that that learning the truth about everything is kind of a waste, because if it doesn't improve your life, if it doesn't improve your life, then it can be an imagination killer. Right. Like the Internet can be an imagination killer, because if you just live with with just cold, give me the cold, hard truth all the time. Maybe that's your personality type. Maybe some people's personalities, they just want to be shot straight their whole life. Like if it doesn't affect me, really, like I really don't care. I'll I'll believe the lie. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But I just want to say to everybody, thank you. Thank you. I'm coming out of my shell. See, I'm coming out of my shell, and you're getting to know me a little bit better. And uh, I'm not all that great. I'm not sugar and spice and everything nice all the time. You know, when this podcast started, people were probably like, you know, Glenn reminds us of a Von Trapp child. You know, but now you know the truth. Now you know I'm like the reject Carney Von Trapp child that grew up and is a little bitter about it, you know, but I did a lot of good stuff. You know, if you did a lot of good stuff, but you didn't like, it's just weird to me. It's just weird. That's something like old school, like kids singing like that. I don't know. Like they were all singing at a party. So long, farewell, a weed or stink goodbye. Like that was a thing of the past. Like if you like that now, something's wrong with you. Old people, I get it. Old people are like, we gathered, we gathered around the radio every week. And we sing with Bing Crosby or whoever, whatever. You know what I mean? Nowadays, if you like to listen to a bunch of kids singing, what is the boys choir? That's Catholic, right? That's like, that's like, you, nor, people that are my age don't be like, you know what I like? I like a good children's choir, like a boys choir. There's nothing like it. The sound, like if it's your kid, that's great. If it's other people's kids, I don't want to hear it, you know? And it's kind of weird if you do. Yeah, but I'm not going to go down that path today because uh, I think that I've said enough. You know, you've got diarrhea of the mouth, Glenn. I'll pray for you. Amen. But uh, but I hope you guys are doing all right. Just please, 
please, please, please don't let up. Now's not the time to let up. Now's not the time to back off what you're doing, to wash your hands any less, to let your guard down, you know? Because I think that, I think that, like, there's stuff going on in my state, like, they're like, we're opening the boat ramps back up this weekend. Why? Why? Because, because see, now what's going to happen is people are going to be going out on the lake, they're going to be going in the stores after beer, and... You know, there's going to be more, you know, there's going to be more partying going on, more people being kind of sloppy with their, with their, you know, social distancing, their hand washing, you know, they're, they're, they're bunkering down. And I just don't understand. I don't understand that, man. Like that, I don't see where that makes any money. You're, you, I understand like letting people go out. Yeah. And I understand fishing, but I don't know, man. I, I just like, I'm going to be. The one that continues to do what I've been doing. And it's kind of, you know, it's not fun. Nobody's having fun, you know. But think about other people. That's all I can say. Think about other people, even if you hate it. You know, this is something I really don't, I'm not, I, I don't know. It's a small good part of me. But I just don't, I can't, I can't understand. I see what's going on, but I don't understand that mentality. Where you're like, screw everybody. You know, because if you come down with it, if you came down with it, you're not going to be like, well, I, that was mighty stupid of me, you know, but I can't go to the hospital because I was so stupid. You know, I just will have to sit here and die like the stupid man that I am. No, you're going to go and, you know, healthcare workers are, are, you know, that are, that are, that are working tirelessly are going to have to take care of, of one more idiot, you know, after the spring break crowd has, has, you know, slowly phased out of the hospitals. Now here comes you, you know, because you were in a protest waving an American flag, thinking that you were doing something when you weren't. All right, I'll stop. That's it, guys. Take care. Have a good week. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace out.